And good morning, here we are again. This is uh, May the 12th, I think, three, it's either the 11th or the 12th. <laughs> but anyway, just a thought before I begin. Why do you want to do what you're about to do? Um, it's something I've always had a curiosity about, but not enough so that, I don't know, it's like an embarrassing thing to spend money on and to actually do. So this is like a good excuse for me to legitimize it. I believe in intuition. I believe in trusting your gut. I don't really believe in other people knowing or sensing things about you like that. I think that it's all in yourself. I make decisions every day based on what I think could happen in the future. I didn't actually have any reservations about it until I talked to Annie last night at the party. And she was like, oh, my, uh, my friend went and she had her fortune told to her. And uh, she was told that, like, she was going to break up with her boyfriend and lose her job and all these terrible things. And then they all came true. The worry is not that the fortune teller would know what's actually going to happen to me, but that she will tell me something terrible is going to happen and that I will make it like a self-fulfilling prophecy. You know, she'll be like, your relationship's going to go to shit. And I'll be like, oh, no. And suddenly my view of my relationship is just going to be terrible. You know, I'm just going to be waiting for it to end. You were trying to say that you were into tarot for a while. What was that like? I just got some tarot cards from my mom who got them as like, what are they called? Like a white elephant gift at a party. I was getting into like astrology kind of stuff. I was like 12 years old, you know, and I had no God. <laughs> and so I was getting into this other kind of quirky stuff. For a while, I had some of the cards memorized so that I could kind of put together a semblance of what a reading would be. But usually it was just this long process where I had to go through and be like, okay, that card means that, and that card means that, and so I guess what this means is blah, blah, blah. What was the appeal for you at the time? Well, I think it was more as like a party trick. I was doing it to impress friends and that kind of thing. But you were saying that you didn't have a god. <laughs> well, that's what the astrology kind of stuff was, all the new agey kind of things. Um, what was the appeal of astrology? It was having something unnatural to believe in. Um, and I guess it was fashionable, you know, in the early 90s to be into stars and suns and moons and shit. And how did you get out of it? Uh, Why did you get out of it? I started making friends. <laughs> I thought the whole reason was to impress friends. Yeah, but then I realized that that wasn't the way to go about it. <laughs> Other girls are not actually impressed by uh, your knowledge of Libra and Pisces interacting in certain phases of the moon or whatever. You know, your friends want to talk about freaking Johnny Depp.
So often people uh, think to themselves after they've been introduced to this knowledge that uh, as most of us do, well, I think I, now I know about these things, I can develop these qualities or I can do anything I want to do. But the truth is that's not uh, a truth. We can't do anything we want to do. Most people have grave limitations. They may take courses in positive thinking for years and years and, <clears throat> and affirm that they're going to be able to do this and do that, but they can't do it. I mean, this is not perhaps easily accepted, but as we go through life, we begin to recognize our own limitations and also the limitations of other people. They've never been able to achieve the things that they've wanted to achieve. Quite frankly, most people don't. probably like nine or ten years old and I was helping my mom clean the house and there's this closet in our in my parents house where you know my mom keeps like kind of all the like clutter and stuff and we were doing I don't know it was like some like spring cleaning or something and we were emptying out the closet and I, I remember like seeing this it was a pink book and it was kind of like like composition paper like notebook like that which was very strange and it had like Indian script or you know like the Indian letters on it but it did have my name on it and so when I saw this book I was like kind of perplexed as to you know why my name was on this and why I didn't know about this little notebook and it actually looked like the kind of notebook paper or notebook that like kids use in India when they go to school like what they write in and I had never used one of those before so I asked my mom at that time like well what is in this book like and why is my name on it and she kind of like avoided the whole thing she was like oh yeah 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 don't worry about it let's keep cleaning um, and then underneath my book was another book with my brother's name on it um, and then I was like something there's something interesting in this book and I have no idea why my mom does not want to read to me what's in there so I grabbed it real quick to like flip through it and she got really upset with me and she tried to like take it away from me and put it back in the closet so of course like as young as I was I was even more like interested to find out what was in this thing Tom Hanks in Big. That wasn't even a real fortune teller. That was a little machine. It's true. <laughs> what was the fortune he got? Like, or no, he was a wish yeah. giver, right? Yeah. So I guess that wasn't even a fortune teller. That was a wish granter. <laughs> Are you nervous right now, like walking towards this place in Harvard Square? You know, I'm mostly nervous about the show itself. 
I'm not really nervous about what she's going to say. I think that'll come as she starts talking, and it becomes apparent that my life is doomed. My mom's like... You're resigned to the idea that your life is doomed now. <laughs> I've pretty much come to terms with it uh, within the past 24 hours. Because of Annie. Because of Annie. Damn that Annie. Up until then, I'd really been thinking, like, she was going to tell me all about how awesome my marriage was going to be, and, like, the names of my cats, which were going to be awesome names, and, like, I was going to live in a chateau somewhere. I didn't really think about how the impact of, you know, what if it was a whole bunch of crap, like, not crap like bullshit, but, like, serious, scary crap. See, I, I think any fortune that involves your future cats, that's, that's got to be bad news. <laughs> Only if there's more than two. She's, She's closed. Um, so I guess we'll have to come back some other time. You'd think if she was psychic, she would actually know that we're coming. The world does not believe that such a knowledge exists that could separate the component parts of the character to define it in all its detail, and also to see how these component parts, when they are not arranged properly, create all the problems emanating from uh, humanity collectively and individually. Civilization rises and most often falls because it did not address certain aspects within itself and its responsibilities and so on. And so it is with the individual. and she told me that it's my patrika. Basically, it's like this, it's a book that's written on you when you're a baby in India by an astrologer in which he or she indicates what your future holds for you. It's mainly written for arranged marriage purposes so that you can match up your patrika with the patrika of your potential spouse. She agreed to like read a little bit and she opened to the first page and she told me that usually in your prior life you're an animal and she told me that I was an elephant, which I found so cool because I had this fascination with elephants as a kid and it all somehow like made sense to me that of course I was an elephant in my past life. That was just the first page and so I was like, well, read me the rest of it. And so then she got, she got really like upset with me and she's like, no, 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 we need to put this away and let's just forget about it. Then I said to her, I was like, well, is it because there's something bad that's going to happen to me? Is that why you don't want to read it? 
So then in order to ease my mind, she decided to read a few more pages. One of the first words in the description was that Gauri is going to be a very obstinate person. And my mom said to, she started laughing because she's like, well, that's definitely you. And then it said other things like how I was going to be like really hardworking in school, which I was. And she started to read a few things to me, like what my hobbies were going to be, which included like doing artwork. And that, again, also was exactly like what my favorite hobby was at the time and still is. After that, she basically agreed with me that she would stop reading it. And she explained to me that it was really because she didn't want me to be influenced by anything that was written in this book, which at the time, it, even though I really wanted to know more, it, it did make somewhat sense to me. And I, I agreed that that was fine and that maybe in like the future she would read to me like a little bit more of that book. Over the next few years, she read more and more of that Patrika to me and you know a lot of it was actually things that were going on in my life at the time she really didn't want to read to me anything that was going to happen in the distant future because she really again didn't want me to be influenced by any of it but what's really funny is now like after I've basically been read most of what's in that book you know a lot of it like has happened in my life, one of those being that I was going to become a doctor, which I am now. Oftentimes in India, you know, people have what's, what are called love marriages, which are basically the opposite of arranged marriages, and they have these books written on them, and then it's always brought up, well, should we even see if there's a match between those books? And between the two patrikas and often people don't want to do that just in case there isn't a match then it could affect you and and deep down inside even though you may love this person you may actually think this isn't a suitable match and a marriage may even be you know prevented from happening because of the power in these two patrikas would you want to know no i wouldn't for arranged marriages, it's one thing because you don't really have like this connection to this person, so it doesn't matter if it doesn't match up. But if I had what's called a love marriage, I would not want to know because, like I said, given how superstitious I am, I know it would affect me. And if something ever were to happen in that marriage, I would always think it was told in my future and I completely ignored that despite my past years where I've really been a firm believer in this book so I just don't want to know. Okay, so where are we right now? So right now we are in front of the building where uh, Solomon the Great works. And uh, it's a big brick building. It seems to be just like a normal town home kind of thing. All right, let's go inside. Let's do this.
a sign for Solomon the Great. Coming! Is it, is it okay for me to record? Minnesota. And your name is? Um, um, my name is actually Adrian. That is not your real name. Um, Nick and I came, uh, we're doing like a radio show on Destiny, and uh, I kind of wanted to know a little bit about, you know, what you think is in my future. Uh, 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 I have a couple of methods, and you may choose which one you prefer. We have a the uh, the ball. We have the board, which is like the ball, and we have the sand. So, is your brothers? I'd say I, I'm intrigued by the sand. Uh, what intrigues you about the sand? Don't tell me. Don't tell me. I know. I know. The, 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 the beach. The child. You child. You are a child at the beach. You, uh, you are six years old. You are riding a dolphin. You are riding a porpoise. All right. The sand. <clears throat> Pour a little of the sand out. Place your hand in the sand, like so, and you move your hand around in the sand. You sweep your yes any any way you like. Any, any okay. Draw your hands back. Now we hold hands, and I chant. Alright. You have a boyfriend. Yes? And his name is Divo. His name is Divo. Anyway, you and your boyfriend, tumultuous. A word you are familiar with? Tumultuous? Love on the rocks, ain't no surprise. Pour me a drink, I'll tell you the truth. You are thinking of him as a permanent man. Hmm? How, uh, how attached are you to this, uh, this, uh, plan? Uh, well, you, I, I would say but I'm pretty attached. Oh, pretty is pretty. I mean, you are pretty. This this plan maybe maybe is a little ugly. His name uh, escapes me at the moment, but but I'm not sure this is uh, the best possibility. Uh, he is already unhappy. He is dreaming of other people. I can see into his mind. I can see into your mind too, and you are dreaming of other people, but those other people are marriage consultants, priests, flower girls. He is dreaming of other gentlemen.
Fair, the company of animals. What kind of animals? Porpoises, kangaroo. You prefer cats more than a dog. You're not a dog person, you're a cat person. I, will, I mean, that's definitely true. Um, when I was little, I had a, a cat collection in my room. It's just all these cat figurines. Yes, that's very, very gay. You will, in the future, possess more than one cat. Do you mean, like, I'll have um, many cats? How does 15 strike you? <laughs> Is that about legal? No. But you will not be concerned. Uh, Fifteen is exactly one-third of how many you will uh, possess. <laughs> is there anything I can do to avoid that? Uh, no. You are not an Ebenezer Scrooge. You are uh, alien Viscountius. And you, uh, you are doomed. begin the analysis in a minute. Do you want me to talk about the um, name change? You think that when you grow up you can do whatever you want to do and you have more freedom. Um, that's when you're a little kid. Oh, I can't wait to grow up so I can do this, do that, whatever. And then you end up kind of constrained. It came about sort of on a lark because I consulted um, a guy that does numerology and he's like the name change expert and he lives in Canada. And I had read his book many, many years ago, and I just kind of on the lark contacted him and got a reading by mail, like a cassette tape. When you've had those momentary experiences, you know that this true inward nature is expressing and flowing through you to bring you upward, to lift you up. What was especially compelling about his book? Um, well, it wasn't so much his book. I mean, his book is cool. It's, you know, it's purple. Essentially, he takes the numerological value of your birthday, day, month, year, and um, kind of give a brief analysis of that. I don't want to talk too much about that because it's my mission and my destiny, but he just said that my, and explained how my, you know, my first name and my last name didn't support that that particular mission. Can you talk about that mission at all? Um, well, you know what? I listened to the tape only once or twice. But still, the inward quality of the four desire stability. They work on the basis of routine. They love being able to 
organize everything. They have to have everything organized. The house has to be organized. The pictures on the wall have to be straight. Everything in the kitchen has to be in its proper place. You go into somebody's home that's askew, the pictures are skewed. The mind of the four sees the mess, sees the disorder. Because everything about the four is order, precision. And uh, so... Uh, that's just the way it is. Uh. Did you think that was accurate? Um, in a way, in a way. Um, when I got his tape, it wasn't really that like mind blowing, except that he said, you know, I suggest you change your name." And I'm like, "You've got to be kidding me! That's crazy!" <laughs> I was like, "I'm not going to do that, Kooky. This is crazy. Oh, it's crazy. That's nuts. Why would you do that?" Um, and then I started to think, "Why not?" What changed your mind? I started to live with it, and I just started to feel out the process. And I let my logical mind go, because my first reaction was, you know, the logical grown-up adult uh, mind saying, that's nuts. Why would you do that? <laughs> but then I thought about it and said, well, hey, let's try it out. That would be fun. In one way, they all share the same fear. What will people think? We are product of our environment. We are product of our friends. What we want, all want more than anything else in life is to be accepted, to be understood. What's their, what's their reaction to it? Um, sometimes they're... Gosh. Oh, yeah, sometimes... Well, you really are as flaky as I thought you were. Or, um, well, that makes sense. And they say it like in a wry way. Or, um... Cool. That's great. Most people get sidetracked into jobs they barely tolerate, relationships that they can't figure out, and so on. But a few people manage to move through the difficulties and continue to evolve to come to some level of completion or contentment in life. But that's a very, very rare few people. So the question would be is, why? You have to take a leap of faith to think that the numerological equivalent of the letters in your name actually have some sort of vibrational effect. I have small amounts of people usually in my classes, 12, a dozen or so, sometimes less, sometimes more. And many of my classes, almost everybody changes their names simply because after a 12-week course, they know that there's a basic truth. And I say that very sincerely. We, and myself included, just do not like to change things because it requires that we get kind of flexible and take things lightly. It's like, oh, wait, we want to hold on to what we have. How has your life changed? It feels, it feels a little bit different. I feel like a little more, you know, devil may care. And whether that's because of the vibrational support I'm getting from the new name or maybe just the fact that I allowed myself to be this flaky person who changed their name. Are you not normally someone who's flaky? Um, I think I have a flaky aspect. I'd like to be more quote-unquote flaky, because that's the name that we give to people that we think are a little, like, offbeat and don't fit in necessarily. And, you know, all those, all those you know, areas where you don't fit in make you you, and that's really where you should go. 
you know, the eccentricities that don't necessarily fit in are the genius aspects that need to be cultivated. And people don't like to see that because, you know, it makes them uncomfortable. So, yeah, I mean, I want to be more flaky, I guess. I actually sent him a tape back about me talking about my, my um, impending choice, perhaps. I don't know the guy. I mean, I haven't really, like, met him face to face, but... I figured since he sent me a long tape, I would send him a tape back, um, talk to him about my name and what I know about in numerology, and I think I sang him a song. It's just kind of a thank you. So, Anne, there's more here than ever meets the eye. I think you can probably sense that. The study of it is fascinating. Of course, I would encourage you to consider studying it. You can take my courses if at any time you want to pursue the study through a home study. Or if you're ever out here, do give me a phone call and uh, it'd be nice to chat with you. I look at your numbers, I get a sense of who you are and what your dreams are, and many things, but that uh, we may or may not meet. <clears throat> but anyway, it's been my pleasure, and uh, I hope you do keep in contact with me. It would be nice to nice to collaborate, and uh, if I can be of any help. Do let me know. Be glad to. And uh, thanks for your little gesture on your email about paying the $50. Uh, it's all very welcome, and uh, I, I appreciate that. So, until we correspond or get a chance to chat, it's been my pleasure, Anne, and uh, look forward to uh, having some time with you at some point. And uh, all the best. That's it for Love and Radio. The name of this episode is Tell Me the Future. On it, we heard from Gauri, who talked about her Patrika, the Hindu book of astrology. We also heard from Adrian Mathewitz, who got her fortune told by Solomon the Great. Solomon the Great is also known as Sean Cole. On the last section, you heard Paisley, whose name used to be Anne, and from name analyst Clayne Konings. Clayne's website is miracleofnames.com. The show was produced by Annie Berman and myself, Nick Vanderkolk. The contributing editor is Adrian Mathewitz. Check out our website at loveandradio.org. You can leave us an audio message by clicking on Leave an Audio Message Now. Don't forget, we love hearing your feedback. Email us at contact at loveandradio.org.